looking at me as he said that. I don't know if he means that. Because he's staring at my face and he said, do you mean it? Hello, beautiful humans. I cannot be staring at all. This is not getting better. <laughs> hey, are you, you guys are good. I am saving. I, yeah, I yeah, decided what? that it was a good idea to fall in love with this. Anyway, wow. this that I fell in love wow. with. <laughs> its name is Sandisile, aka G, aka G Man. And yeah, welcome to our favorite word. Oh, man. Don't even smile at me. Call me the thing. I'm trying to make myself feel better. Oh, sure. Hey, baby! Sure. Hey, baby! Sure, sure. Hey, babies! <laughs> Welcome, guys. Welcome yeah. with us so much. We are truly honored and blessed that you can Thank be here with so us. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. If it's your first time, welcome. If it is not your first time, welcome back. You are awesome. But also the newbies, you're also awesome. Like, but you'll be more awesome if you come back next time. You like, know what it more is. More and more awesome. Anyway, before you continue, check us out on our social media platforms. Check me out on social media at Sidisamokoti on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Yep. And then check him out on Facebook at Sidisamokotengana. Then check him out on Twitter at SZ. Otherwise, if you're listening on anchor.fm forward slash our favorite word, there are a list of tabs that is on Facebook, is on Instagram, email, interwebs. Click whatever link you're happy with, get in there, engage, talk to us, yeah, do the things that need to be done. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, we, we are so receptive to your feedback. Let us know what you think. Let us know if we should change something. Let us know if we are misrepresenting. Mis- mis- that one. It's Friday. Misrepresenting. <laughs> misrepresenting the word of God. And yeah, if you, you feel as though our conversation or discussions are contradictory to scripture and do what God is saying by all means let us know we need to know when that is happening so that we may correct ourselves yeah so yeah today we are yes. doing Matthew 14 we have decided to skip Matthew 13 for <gasps> now what how dare we scandal how would you do that scandalize scandal. <laughs> <laughs> so we've decided to skip it for now we will come back to it as a different theme or as a different collection of episodes coming up soon um so it's going to fall under the episode that we're going to do under parables that's correct so yeah so we're going to skip it for now however we will talk a little bit about it at the beginning of this episode because today we are doing matthew, matthew chapter 14 we're only doing a part of matthew chapter 14 because we feel as though a section of Matthew 14 needs to be done alone. The last section. Of the last section that is verses yes. 22 to 34 yes. that needs to be done alone because that's when um Jesus walks in water yes. and that, yeah. you know how lit that is. Yeah. Yes. Also lit. It's, it's lit. You, you're not doing it justice if you do it um, with other try and cover, yeah. yeah. So today we're only doing verses 1 to 21. Right? Yes. Uh, let me confirm quickly. It is. Yes. It is one. Yeah. One. Wow. Look at you. Look at you. One to twenty-one. <laughs> We're gonna split it into like two different parts. We're gonna do one to twelve first. Um, Mr. Man is gonna read. We're gonna do a bit of a discussion, and then we will do the second part of it, which is thirteen to twenty-two. And then we will be done. Twenty-one. Thank you. Then we will be done. That's it. Before we waste your time. Get in there, buddy, boo. Okay, if you'll bear with me as I read. So we're reading from the NIV today. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 14, verses 1 to... 
we'll just end the first section there. Verses one to twelve. And then we have a discussion. I was listening. I was there there listening. Okay. All right. (laughs) Matthew one. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch. Verse one, not Matthew one. Thank you. We've done Matthew one a couple of episodes ago already. I think this is episode twenty-one. Matthew 14 verse 1 At that time Herod the Tetrarch heard the reports about Jesus and he said to his his attendants This is John the Baptist He has risen from the dead That is why miraculous powers are at work in him Now Herod had arrested John and bound him and put him in prison because of Herodias Herodias His brother Philip's wife For John had been saying to him It is not lawful for you to have her Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of the people because they considered John a prophet. On Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herodias danced for the guests. Is it Herodias or Herodias? I'm not sure. Uh, Anyway. Herodias. Yeah. I think that sounds better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, On Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herodias danced for the guests and pleased Herod so much that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Mm. Prompted by her mother, she said... Give me here on a platter the head of John the Baptist. Yeah. The king was distressed, but because of his oath and his dinner guests, he ordered that her request be granted yeah. and had John beheaded in, in prison. His head was brought in on a platter and given to the girl, who carried it to her mother. John's disciples came and took his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So that is the end of verse 12. Yeah. So just to yeah. add a bit of cushioning to this, just so you understand sure. exactly what's happening. Right? So um at the beginning, actually I noticed that even when I was prepping when I started, I was so confused at first. I was like, what, what, what does Herod mean? This is John the Baptist. Um but mm. like if, if you just pause for a second, read it again. Okay. John um has already died here. So John has already died, but on this um, part of the scripture, they explain how he died. Verse 3, they explain. Yeah, so why do they explain how he dies? Is because um, in chapter 13, which we'll go back to him doing the parables, and before that even. So all the way from like the beginning, when Jesus so from verse five. starts... I mean, from Matthew chapter 5, yes, verse 5, yeah. When, Matthew, when Jesus starts teaching and perform miracles and stuff, obviously, eventually, Herod hears of him. But... Herod at this point has no reason to believe that this is the Messiah yes. who he heard about a couple of years ago when he sent out men to go kill boys yeah. that age. Um, so he has no reason to think, oh, this could actually be Jesus. So he hears about this guy who's teaching and he's performing miracles, and in his mind he says, this is probably John who is risen from the dead. He, he thinks that because he has always thought of and believed John to be a, a man of holiness or a holy yes. man. Um, because John was the prophet and John was also revered quite a lot by people because of his work so Herod thinks that this is John and then they quickly explain to us um, how John died so basically John got beheaded as um, G just said because sister girl got jealous so now like I just said Herod revered John right he was actually inclined to listen to John a lot but now Herod is now married to this lady who was also wife to Herod's um, brother, brother. so she's divorced Philip and now she's um, marrying or about to marry um, Herod and they, they're not supposed to you know what I mean 
Um, so John rebukes this and he's very honest and he's very public in saying you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be taking your brother's wife as yeah. you know it's wrong. Yes. And sister girl um, grows a grudge and by sister girl we're talking Herodias. She grows a grudge against John for rebuking yes. this relationship, right? Um, but Herodias obviously hesitant to kill John because I mean, he's a holy man and he's a prophet. Also, he's scared that if he kills him, what are the people going to say? Yes. Is it not just him? Other people also revere John. Okay? So, luckily for a bit, his fear gets the better of him when he doesn't kill John um, because of the new wife's jealousy. But now, after the wife's daughter dances for him, and I don't know, I get worried about the nature of this dance. <laughs> because. Speak on it, tell us more. <laughs> why is he so pleased by this stepdaughter's dance that he offers to give her whatever she wants? Yeah. I'm sorry, not even Beyonce dances that great. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? How, well, how amazing is this dance that a king is like, I will give you whatever you want? Or is he so careless in the way he gives gifts? Perhaps the his guests mm. it pleased his guests and therefore he was pleased because it entertained his guests. True, they were also but there was also that, that part of him as well that mm. could have been perhaps enticed by the dancing. In a particular manner. Mm. There's there's two possibilities I think. Yes. One that other his guests were very well pleased with this girl mm. and therefore um, were pleased with him, the king. Yeah. And he was in turn pleased with the girl. Yeah, and yeah. Sim- or maybe also simply whether he could. And also, promise or whatever. So he promises her, like, listen, name it. Whatever you want. Name what you want, I'll give it to you. And then she goes to her mom, she's like, listen, what do I ask? And because the mom is already holding a grudge against John, Mm. she says, ask for John's head. Yeah. Like, ask for John to get killed and his head to be brought to you. Because clearly, John is standing on this lady's um, way of achieving this new marriage with Harry. Mm. So she, she asks that you Basically, John is just a thorn. Yes. In, in their happiness. Yes. He's a stumbling block. Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. a stumbling block. And I think she's also aware of John's power because she knows that her potential husband or her mate was inclined to listen to John. Um, so, yeah. And I think also she's aware of the law regarding mm. divorce because yes. the law was not just laid by Jesus, I think, in Matthew 7 or 6. Mm. It was also laid in the Levitican times by Moses mm. and giving certificates of divorce. And uh, if you divorce your husband without any cause, yes, it, uh, out, outside of he didn't die, um, he didn't away. cheat, exactly outside yeah. of adultery, yes. then you are making that person an adulterer. Mm. So basically, Herod was making Herodias an adulteress, and also uh, um, Herodias herself was making herself was, an adulteress. Yes, yeah. And when John rebukes it, um, they've obviously caught off guard and they're offended. But it's also that part that knows that this is the truth. Mm. That you don't want to hear the truth right now because yeah. the pleasure that you're deriving from the sin that you're doing is yes. much greater than yeah. hearing the truth. Your delusion of freedom That's it. is, is more interesting right now than you being rebuked for doing it. Yes. Um, if you want to read a little bit more on what happens, go to um, Mark 6. Yeah. I think it would be interesting if you just read the whole chapter. It is quite interesting. They explain to you how she holds the grudge against John, and yeah. Do you want to add anything else before we move on to verse thirteen? Um. There's also just um, I think a bit of um, history mm. with, with Herod um, and why he was confused in 
thing that it's John the Baptist must yeah, Jesus the Messiah. Yeah, we read about Jesus. So at the beginning of Matthew, I think it's in chapter two, yeah, where, they, where they um, where Herod sends out mm. um, the wise men, the Magi, the, the, the Magi, the Magi mm. to go and find the boy, and he lies to them and he says, so that I too may worship him. Mm. That's what he, he says he to them. So follow the star. So these guys follow the star and they know where Jesus was. But then God reveals to the Magi that listen. Yeah. Don't go back. Yeah, this, this is my son with whom I am pleased. Exactly. Yeah. But they don't go back to Herod. Yeah. And then Herod finds out whether he was outwitted by these chaps. Yeah. Like, and then he gets mad and he issues this decree mm. to kill all the boys. He issues what he wanted to do in the first place. He was threatened for even from how old was Jesus? 30 years or 33 when he started his ministry. Mm. He was issued 33 years ago. I mean, yeah. Uh, threatened when, before this boy was born. Yes. <laughs> Mary was still pregnant when Herod was angry. <laughs> exactly. Mm. And now, for so let's say for well, yeah, 30 years or so, 30 odd years, nothing had happened. Mm. There had been no signs of the Messiah. There had been no yeah. miraculous things happening. There had been nothing. Yeah. And in his mind, he might have forgotten about this yeah. whole Messiah story. Mm. The only one, like we said, yeah. was John the Baptist. And now that John was in prison and John was dead, mm. there was literally nothing else. For him, and that's yeah. why he's caught off guard now. Like, what's going yeah, on here? John yes. Um, you know what I'm thinking, right? What are you thinking? I'm thinking how, and I think we might have said this. What are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? I'm thinking about something that we also discussed in a couple of chapters ago mm. when we talked about how the devil knows how powerful God is. Yeah, the devil knows God really well. I mean, why is a grown king threatened by a boy who isn't born? To a point where eventually when he realized that he's been gulled by the Mahi, he sends out men to go kill everybody around the same age. He's already threatened by a boy who hasn't started talking uh, yet. You know what I mean? The, the, the devil is so aware of his power. But now, look at this. Eventually, when he thinks he has won, he gets comfortable. Yeah. When he thinks he has won the battle, he gets comfortable. He and he starts showing, and I'm going to say this word, forgive me, forgive my language. The devil starts to show his ass. Why did you do the Catholic thing? I don't know. <laughs> so she was like, forgive me, and then she goes ahead and it's like, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You know, know. Like, <laughs> I just needed God to understand that. <laughs> like when? <laughs> so, yeah, when when the devil thinks that he has won the battle yes. um, and he has robed God's children onto his son, he gets comfy and he starts to show his ass. And as a Christian, as somebody that understands God, you will know when the devil starts to show his ass. Because it starts to get very arrogant. Um, and it will often come across in the negative thinking, in the toxicity. Because he, he can just, he starts to show that, hey, I can implant negative thoughts in you. I can implant toxicity in your relationship. That's literally the devil showing his ass. You're free to do whatever you want to do right now. Yeah. You are the ultimate supreme being. Yeah, yeah. There's no one higher than you. Yeah. That's, that's a lie that he's mm. constantly telling us. You know, you know what there's, I mean? There's no one higher He's showing than his ass. Mm. He shows his ass. And then because he's so comfortable, you know, so, yeah. And that's exactly what happened to Herod here. He, he wouldn't think for a second that this is Jesus. Exactly. What? The, there's a last thought in his mm. mind. Yeah. That's very true. Very, yeah. very observant today. So we read now from verse 13 to 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Mm. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. Mm. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were sick. They were sick. 
As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place. It's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the village and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. As he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. Mm. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces of or broken pieces that were left over. Yeah. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides the women and the children. Mm. So potentially there were more than five thousand. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. But what were the people? The yeah. Men. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to speculate the number, but yeah. it was more than five thousand. What's his name? Jesus was. <laughs> I think what's his name? He doesn't know him, guys. What? He forgot his name. <laughs> don't know why I just laughed like that. Oh, I was trying to show like this Arabian character, but you still don't know Jesus. Okay. Oh, okay. I know. I know. <laughs> it's it's clear to see that Jesus was troubled by mm-hmm. the death. Touched him in a place where he just wanted to be alone yeah. for just a second or two, just to mm-hmm. just catch a breath, yeah. I guess, you know, just to. Because um, I mean, he did say that John was mm. the greatest prophet born of women. Yes, he has spoken very highly of. And I think you shared a story about how when their mothers were pregnant, mm. the kids were kicking inside the tummy. So there was a special yeah. connection. It wasn't just like mm. a, a servant yeah. of, of God, it yeah. was a close. <laughs> friend mm. of of um or close companion of, of Jesus. They, they, they've had a great connection since John was about six months in his mother's yes. belly yeah. and Mary was just recently pregnant with Jesus. So yeah. yeah he was he was he was troubled and he just wanted some time. <coughs> mm. But unfortunately being Jesus mm. um, the crowds would not afford him yeah. um, just a solitary moment to, to gather his thoughts and to mourn his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but also Jesus is he's not allowing his sorrow, his grief to, mm. to stand in the way of the mission. Of what needs to be done. Mm. He still took compassion yeah. and healed the sick and yeah. he didn't chase people away from him. Yeah. Um, I think there's like an important lesson there that mm. sometimes we're gonna go through hard times. But yeah. it's how we react. Extremely difficult moments yes. in our lives. Mm. Our reaction, are we gonna be bitter and nasty to people around us? Yeah. Even though we are mourning, and, mm. you know, and we need to continue to show grace even when we are not okay ourselves. I'm actually just also now thinking about Romans 8 verse 28. So, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. This is just to now add on to what G is saying. Jesus is clearly distraught here yeah. by the passing of John, and he just wants quiet time. Yes. Um, but in his quiet time being disturbed, he doesn't throw a tantrum. He's like, I'm just trying to be by myself. I need some quiet time. And which he does. He really does need space to just mourn and to process his feelings. And to process. Yeah. But he's not given that chance. Um, but this scripture comes into play so well Romans 8.28 he still uses his pain 
or regardless of his pain, he still shows love and he goes as far as healing and then feeding 5,000 people. Yeah. On the day where he's supposed to just ignore everybody and feel sorry for himself yeah. and yeah. woe is me. Yeah, he's supposed to be having a self-care day. You know, face masks on, you know? have a glass of wine, play some nice music. And just chill, man. You know, yeah. yeah. Sleep in the boat by himself. On the mountainside. Yeah. You know? And which he does um, at the end of um, chapter 14, actually, once everybody is gone. Um, he, well, before they go, actually, he stated, told the disciples, y'all need to go, just go on ahead just of me. Two minutes. Yeah, yeah, and then he sends the crowds up. So everybody goes back home, they've been fed, and then he's just like, finally, me time, Musa. So yeah. he, he, he actually continues to spend that time. So he, he let himself. Um, he stepped out of himself for a little while enough to continue with what his purpose here on earth is and I, I just I hope and pray that we, we may learn and get into that character of Jesus in that moment where even when we saw the straw when we presented in a moment to share our purpose in life if we can just pause for a second step out of ourselves for a second to do what God expects us to do then we can go back and feel sorry for ourselves but it, it's not a terrible thing to feel sorry for yourself it only becomes problematic if the party takes too long and also the party yeah. gets ahead of what yes. needs to be done. Yeah. You still need to go to work tomorrow. Mm. Your children still need you. You still need to People be People still, still need you. You're you still mean? a friend. You still have, yeah. Somebody still looks up to you. Yes. Somebody still wants to come to you and be like, you know what happened yesterday? And in that room you're like, no, I don't want to know. Not right now. <laughs> I'm, just... I'm going through my own things, you know? So, yeah. And you know what? It's, it's, it's a difficult thing to do, so. Yeah. Let's not be harsh on ourselves for those moments when you say to somebody, listen, I can't right now. Um, I think in those moments when you have done it, in those moments where you find yourself doing it, just be kind enough in the way you say it. Um, listen, I'm not feeling okay today. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely, you know what I mean, I'll get back to you, we can talk about this, but right now I'm not in the space for counsel. I'm not in the space to, to help you out. And I think people don't understand. Unless you have been very weird people that are entitled to your time, no matter what. Often people that we give birth to are entitled to our time even when we're not okay. <laughs> they are like the biggest they issue kind of here. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? They kind of like <laughs> depend, kind of depend on you to on live. You, to, you know, yes. put your feelings aside and just handle just the fact like that I'm angry right now. <laughs> My nephew needs to be changed. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I get it, you said thanks much. I need water. Priority number one, right here. You know? Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, where are we? <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, and then, oh, what else? Oh, so now it comes to the feeding of the, of the, mm. of the people. Yes. And this is a miraculous event. Mm. Yeah. And it just highlights God's provision as yes. well. And I like that Jesus looked up to the heavens mm. and just to be like, God, mm. like without you, none of yeah. this is possible. Yeah. And also do your thing, man. Yeah. That those who put is... you, those who put their trust in God will never put to shame. Then it says something Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't have it. I thought that I had listed that scripture somewhere. Which one? All things are possible. Oh, uh, now that is in. Um, the version we like is in Mark chapter 1, verse 
shot in mind verse 23. Mm. I think. Oh, yeah, I have it. Mark, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Mark, yeah. Um, yeah, it's. It's, I mean, it's God's provision. Mm. Um, it's faith as well. I think Jesus did spend an incredible amount of yeah, faith. No, yeah, no, mm. And mm. one would argue, like, I think a lot of arguments presented, like, this is why Christianity is such a. Yeah. Kind of an iffy thing. Yes. How do you feed five thousand people with like, yeah, two loaves of bread mm. and five fish? <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's the question that yeah. people will ask. Often, people that, that are against Christianity will bring this this miracle out. I mean, I have done it against my friends. So, like, let's talk about the four thousand or the five thousand. What's up with that? Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but when you come into the kingdom with God, you just like listen, listen, all things make. And whether or not you believe that that's on you but what i know mm. about the god that i pray to is all things are possible not some not some not when you feel strong mm. not when you are qualified but all things small big yeah you know all things are possible like god defies yeah. logic mm. science and yeah. our understanding of what is logic anyway mm. yeah i mean the same god who a thousand Years like a single day to <clears throat> how much more than feeling exactly. Um, and you know what? It makes perfect sense. Even if you want to philosophize and theorize it, it makes it it makes perfect sense for God to defy logic and science in that He is the creator of those things. Mm. We are very limited because we are the creation. Yes. In our understanding, in our knowledge, in what we are capable of, we are very limited in those things. On the one hand, the creator of all those things is insanely unlimited. Like, he is infinite. He is literally the Alpha and the Omega. And I don't think we will ever truly comprehend what that means. No, you're right. I I think we will understand just exactly how infinite God is. How limitless is how vast is his power. He's so infinite that in our quest to try and understand him being infinite, we're going to run ourselves mad. Because we're trying to put him to a box that we yes. can understand and we're control. We're trying to box him into science, into philosophy, into And like we're missing the grace and the, and the beauty yeah. and this infinite mm. wisdom yeah. that is on display yep. when we want to put God into a box that yeah. we can understand. You can't call him I am and then try to box him. Thank you. It doesn't make sense. You know? Like Pharaoh tried to trick him, but it's just yeah. He knew. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's that's my take on the five thousand. Mm. Just think, um, God justifies logic yeah. and understanding, and it also, like I said, it's a, it's a story of faith as yeah. well. Yeah, it was on faith that they were able to, to feed. No, like you said, people. he had to look up to God first mm. and ask. Um, yeah, we we also just attached a couple of scriptures here that lead onto like more or less the same situations where faith did something greater than they imagined for example Matthew 9 um, verses 1 to 8 when those guys bring their friends in yes the, um, par- the par- par- paralytic paralytic he was paralyzed yeah paralytic I don't know yeah he, he was invalid yeah. <laughs> he was invalid I, I love the word invalid <laughs> like <laughs> it's <laughs> such a terrible word it is terrible. Like it just seems like you have you have you serve no purpose. Like 
<laughs> I don't think that's what it means. I know, but I mean, like, that's my act like, yeah, just useless. Like, what, what, what are you doing here besides laying there the whole time? Um, and oh, then there's a servant of the centurion that also gets healed simply mm. because of the faith of his master, the centurion, who goes to Jesus and he asks for healing. Just like, now I'll come with you. He's like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Send the word. Like, just tell me what, what, what needs to be done and I've got this. Because of the centurion's faith, his um, servant is um, healed. And then the lady who was bleeding for 12 years yeah. as well, she gets healed simply because as she holds onto the hem of Jesus' tunic or dress, whatever you want to call it, um, she holds it with the hopes to be healed. Mm-hmm. That, she says cool. something in the yeah. little, uh, I think in the inner monologue, yeah. she's like, if only I just touch. If only, if yes, only I then just I'll touch. be healed. And she goes for it. She didn't want, like, just, just the touch. Yeah. And can you imagine how much danger she placed on herself? But anyway, this is not about her. This is just um, just to, to show us how faith is so Faith important. can move mountains. Yeah. Faith can feed 5,000 people with two loaves of bread and five um, fish. You know what it is? That's what faith can do. Mm. Anyway, um, like we said, this is where we end it today. From tomorrow, we are going to do... We're going to finish off Matthew, right? Um, so we're just going to focus on this moment where yes. Jesus walks on the water. Yeah. We will explain it thoroughly. We will connect it with like um, other verses from Mark. We will use scripture John. to support yes. scripture. To support yeah. exactly what's happening. Yeah. Um, what we are noticing and we are loving so much every day we read the word is it makes so much more sense when you, and I think we've said this before mm-hmm. as well, when you connect it to other scripture. Sometimes when you read a verse or a chapter alone, it gets so confusing. You're like, well, what is happening? Like when the, the beheading of John. Yeah. Because that oh, first section is just like, huh? Wait, he's in prison. Now he's now dead. He's dead now, now he's, he's risen. He's been killed. What's going on? Yeah. And so you get other 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 translations, yeah. other um, accounts. Yeah. Because this is Matthew's account yeah. of Jesus and his right. time here. And the next one is Luke and Mark. And like the different books will add yes. extra detail exactly. onto it. Um, as a tip as well, what we'd often do with that is when we're confused, we will like literally do a quick Google search. So we will say, for example, the beheading of John, just to understand what it means. And you're going to get a whole lot of stuff. You're going to get um, history, you're going to get philosophy, you're going to get a look for anything that backs you to that scripture. That refers you back to scripture. If it takes you yeah. back to scripture, that's where you want to go. Because those pages will explain and it will say according to Matthew, according to Luke, da, da, and then you go directly to those scriptures. Yeah. Otherwise, if they just talk and talking without reference from scripture, you need to just be. And they put their own people. names at the end. Yeah. Must say Matthew, whatever. Yeah. Just check Matthew and see if it Then you just clip on that, see if it makes sense. Um, otherwise, if they're just, like I said, going on and on and on at their own accord, yeah. you need to be a little careful because we tend to fear our own opinions as and our own understanding of the world as God. So yeah, and then after that, we will start with the section of discussing various parables. We're going to take the parables from different books. Yes, so, um, so like Matthew 13, for example, mm-hmm. that whole chapter is just on parables. Yes. And then we're gonna go to 15 after that, with yeah. the parables all the way to the end of them. And um, the parables that I in Matthew are, are gonna be repeated in Mark and Luke. Yeah. Um, so we're not so going to repeat the books of Mark and Luke because yeah. we've covered. We just use them for reference or for yes. greater analysis or greater mm. uh, detail. Yeah. Like for example, in just a quick one, in is it Mark? 
Yeah, I think in Mark, the story of, of, of John the Baptist they beheading. Yes, it's they, in Mark. They you see the role forever. that mm. um, Herodias plays is explained in yeah. greater detail than it is in Matthew. Because in Matthew, you Matthew just, just focuses on Herod yeah. and his ability to yes. not act. And then Mark gives you a different perspective. Yes. So yeah, that's what we're going to be using with the other yeah. two Gospels, just to contrast them together. Yeah. yeah. And you noticed how often non-believers will say to you, but the Bible contradicts itself. Matthew says this and then Mark says this. No, they're saying the same thing with different perspectives. That's it. Because that's how we are as humans. We are not one dimensional. These books were written uh, by human beings, but they were inspired by God. Hence, they just reek of God all over them. And I just made it seem like God is a colony. You know what it is? It just reeks of God. <laughs> like a reeks of God. It didn't seem like there's a terrible smell. Alright. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, they were, although written by man, scripture was inspired by God. And God doesn't contradict himself. Not at all. God doesn't make mistakes. So. Yeah, that's it from us today. Love and peace. Thank you so much. Yeah. We will see you next time. Bye. Adios.